Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Lord, will only a few people be saved? That's a pretty direct question. I don't know if I had the guts to ask that one. Or maybe it's a backhanded way of wondering What's my chances of getting into heaven? But Jesus doesn't answer the question. The proper question is, what do I need to do to inherit everlasting life? What do I need to do to be saved? Imagine if Jesus had answered the question, though. What if he had said only 10% are getting in? And you would, I would have the reaction like that guy probably would. Whoa, I better step up my game. I better be all in on this, only 10%. Or what if he said 50%? Maybe our reaction would be, well, I'm gonna keep going to mass, that's for sure. I'm gonna make sure I'm doing a few things for the poor. I just have to make sure I'm a little bit better than half of the people out there. And what if he said 90% go to heaven? Well, then the temptation would be to sit back and relax and say, as long as I'm nice, I'm going to heaven. You know, there was even people who have written over the centuries something called universalism. It's the belief that since God is so good and God loves us unconditionally, which are true things, he's going to make sure we all get there, no matter what we do. The problem with that is, and the reason the church condemns it, is it's not what the Gospels say. What Jesus presents over and over again is it does matter. There is a choice. We're going to be accountable one day. Yes, he is very loving, very merciful. And you just have to be the slightest wanting of forgiveness. Remember the man on the cross next to Jesus? Today you'll be with me in paradise. But it's not a sure thing. So Jesus says, the way he does answer it is, go through the narrow gate. He says, many will try, but they won't be strong enough. What is the narrow gate? I think if you look at other parts of scripture, the answer is there. When Jesus in the Gospel of John is talking about being the good shepherd, he also says, I am the gate. I'm the gate, and my sheep know me. And they enter in and they go out. They're close to me. Or else he'll say also in John's gospel, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he really tells us what the narrow way is. It's walking with him. Now he tells this story about the man who locks it up after the day is over. And there's people outside, and he really says the word you here, so he wants us all to hear this. You'll be outside knocking, Lord, let us in. And he says this strange sentence, I do not know where you are from. What does that mean? And then they will be saying, well, Lord, we ate and drank with you. We were on the street when you were preaching. You know us. He says the same thing. I do not know where you are from. What does it mean? One of my favorite comedians is Stephen Wright. 
don't know if that rings a bell for some. He's been around for decades. He presents himself as an odd guy. He does it on purpose. He talks very close to the microphone. He has a monotone voice. He's laid back almost so far that he's going to fall over. And he tells one-liners. So here's one of his one-liners. He's very self-deprecating in his humor. He says, I got a postcard the other day. It was a friend of mine. It's a picture of the Earth from outer space. It said, wish you were here. (laughs) Jesus says, I don't know where you're from. He's really saying, I don't see my life in you. Wherever you are, it's not where I am. I don't see my life in you. On Friday, on the Mass, was a beautiful reading from Ezekiel. I believe it's one of the top ten images in the Old Testament. So Ezekiel is the prophet. He's been pummeling the people. They're in exile in Babylon. And he's telling them, the reason we're here is we've stopped living the covenant. We're not following the commandments. We're not close to God. All the prophets, they never give up. They always talk about God's mercy and how much God wants us back. And they always have hope. So here is one of those scenes. Ezekiel's out there, and everywhere he looks, all he sees is bones. Bones everywhere, human bones. The people are so dead, they don't have any life at all. They're decomposed completely. Dry bones, no hope, no life. And God says to Ezekiel, go out there and preach to those bones, and I'm going to bring them back to life. This is like a scene from Steven Spielberg, where somebody was telling me there's an allusion to this in Lord of the Rings, because Tolkien was a Catholic author. And you hear a little rattling, and there's more rattling, so those bones are moving around. And then it gets so loud, he may probably has to close his ears off. And all those bones come together, and then he talks about the sinews and the muscles and the skin, and they're people again. You can see their faces, but they're not alive. And God says to Ezekiel, go out one more time, and I want you to preach in my name, and I'll bring the winds from the north and the south and the east and the west, and I'll breathe my spirit into them again, and they shall be alive. It's reminiscent of the book of Genesis. When God created Adam, he wasn't alive until God breathed his life into him. Or at the scene of Pentecost, when they were all hidden and guarded and huddled because they were afraid what happened to Jesus, what happened to them. And then the Holy Spirit comes like a great driving wind and fills them with God's breath. And they're alive again. And they're bold and they're joyful. I think the message here for us is, I want to increase my chances for heaven. Am I breathing the breath of God in my life? Am I in places where Jesus knows where I'm from? In other words, do you talk to God every day? You know, through your prayers and your own words, If I'm talking to God every day, I'm breathing in the Spirit of God. 
if I'm looking at the scriptures. And even if you don't have the Bible, you can look it up on the phone. It's all over the place. Take a scripture verse, read it, meditate on it. I'm breathing God. I'm listening to God talking to me. When I go out into the world, do I see people who are strangers or do I see brothers and sisters? If I do, I'm breathing in the Spirit of God. If I'm helping them, oh man, big time breathing in the Spirit of God. So that's what God calls us to. Now this is Safe Haven Sunday. You'll see it in the bulletin, doing this all over the diocese. And what that means is, it's about helping families keep our children safe. I'm talking about the internet. There's a lot of beautiful things on the internet, but there's a lot of evil on the internet, a lot of bad things. And I'm talking about pornography. I went to a workshop a few years ago in Orlando. You know what I was so impressed by? There were so many religious denominations, but there were a lot of people there who don't believe in God at all. They're secular. And even they're seeing how much pornography is ruining our society, ruining individuals, families, marriages, and our children. I say children sometimes get exposed to it at five years old. They said when they did a survey, only 27% of parents knew what their kids were doing on the internet. That's scary. So there was the Mormon church there. They love family like we do as Catholics. I heard about a Mormon church when I was there. Every Tuesday night, every week, people come. If they're struggling in any way with a habit or an addiction, they have places for them to go that night. People over here would be with like alcohol or gambling or eating or drugs or sexuality. They're really saying, we need to work on this together. We can't let this break up our families. And as long as we're working on it, we're breathing in the breath of God. I thought it was a great step that they took to do something like that. Now there's a site, it's called integrityrestored.com. You just spell out both those words. Integrityrestored.com, it's a great site for parents, for your children, but also for ourselves. Great helps. You'll see spots for men, for women, for couples, for parents. And they have great suggestions and help on how to get free of this particular part of life that's so prevalent today. So let's pray. Dear Lord, pray for everybody here. We all want to go to heaven. We want to be with you, Lord. We want to be with our parents and our grandparents and all of our relatives who have gone before us in heaven. We look forward to that reunion and the gift of your life and love for eternity. Help us, Lord, to breathe you in every day and give us healing where we need it. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.